I didn't know what to expect. Plus I had no expectations. And the first day that I learned to meditate, um, I went from suicidal to a state of ecstasy in about 15 minutes. And it changed my whole life from that day forward. Um, I was a completely transformed person. And that's where the story like really begins. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share new and different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Our guests come from many different and diverse backgrounds. And the one thing they all have in common is a passion for gratitude. I'm Julie Boyer, a gratitude and gut health expert, and I love showing you different ways to practice gratitude that you might not have thought of before. Hello, friends. I'm so grateful that you're here for another episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. On the podcast today, I'm welcoming author Valerie Genghis. Her brand new book, In Deep Shift, Riding the Waves of Change to Find Peace, Fulfillment, and Freedom, launches today. You might be wondering why I haven't wished you a happy Valentine's Day, considering this episode is released on that magical Hallmark holiday. Well, that's because my husband and I have never really celebrated this holiday. Besides the fact that it's overly commercialized, we do our best to express our appreciation and gratitude for each other on a regular basis. I know that sounds completely cheesy, but that's just part of how we make our relationship work, and it seems like a waste to just do that on one special day. Besides, I get to buy all the chocolate I want to whenever I choose to, so I don't need any on a special day. I may, however, hunt for a bargain or two the day after Valentine's Day, if you know what I mean. I normally don't recommend going back an episode after you've listened to this one. However, last week I released my 200th episode of the podcast. And besides celebrating this very special milestone, my daughter, Celine, who is 12 years old, was my guest for the podcast. I'd love for you to listen to our conversation about how to stop comparing yourself to other people. She is wise beyond her years. Lastly, before we get into this podcast, I invite you to take a look at the notes. You'll find all the details on how to purchase Valerie's new book. Also, I'm working on the 10th anniversary edition of my first book, 30 Days of Gratitude, and you have an opportunity to share some of your feedback before this book proposal is completed. This new and revised edition is now called 30 Days of Gratitude, a guide to navigating life's challenges with gratitude. And I would love to hear from you, the podcast listeners. Many of our podcast guests' stories will be featured in the book as well. If you want a handbook on how gratitude practices can help you while going through the most difficult times in your life, this will be the book for you. And if you want a chance to have some input, make sure you check out the link in the show notes to fill out the two-minute survey. Okay, friends, it's time for the podcast with author Valerie Genghis with her brand new book, In Deep Shift, launching today. Let's get into it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming Valerie Genghis. Hello, my friend. Hi, thank you for having me on. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. We have met a few times already and our conversation is just, we can't stop talking. We have so much to share. And for someone that I I just met, it's really exciting to have that beautiful connection. So I'm so grateful that you're here. 
All right, friends. So if you haven't met Valerie yet, she is a speaker, a transformational life coach and author who specializes in helping people gain a deeper understanding of who they are so they can genuinely thrive and unleash their magic more fully. And we're going to talk a lot more about all the incredible things that she's done. I am so excited too, because she has a book coming out, which I got a chance to preview. It's called In Deep Shift, Riding the Waves of Change to Find Peace, Fulfillment, and Freedom. Valerie, my friend, your story is really powerful. And I'd love for you to start by sharing with our audience a little bit about you know, how you became this person who had such an incredible shift in her life. So even as a child, I would say I was pretty interested in spirituality. My mom, um, she was a former nun. She wrote mystical poetry. She was very interested in um, the Catholic mystics. So that was like an ongoing conversation in our house, even when I was a young girl. So that piqued my interest in the unseen world. Um, I always kind of felt that I had one foot in each world and that was just Mm. how I was. That was my reality. And as I got older, um, I pursued comparative religious studies because I didn't really know what else, what other road to take to learn more about Um, religion and mystical studies and all that. There wasn't any school out there like the one I got my master's at that was transpersonal psychology, or if there was, I didn't know about it. So I took a more traditional route. Mm -hmm. So that filled many, many years of reading, coming at it from an intellectual place. And um, again, these great conversations with my mom, but not really having any type of like direct experience with Um, higher states of consciousness or anything like that. So fast forward to uh, 2011, my mom had been diagnosed when I was 20. I was 34 in 2011. So she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. She lived with it for 14 years. Um, They originally gave her six months to live, but she got herself in a trial. It worked. And I also believe like prayer and the will to live and a lot of luck on her side kept her around for 14 years, but it was very stressful on me. I felt as though I was living just to keep her alive. And so when she passed away, it's like I crashed. All that stress and everything that I was holding in kind of exploded out of me. And I fell into a really, really deep depression. Um, I'd never been depressed before, but um, it took me down completely. Excuse me. So she passes away. I'm not getting better. I'm actually getting worse. Um, I'm seeing a therapist three days a week just to stay out of a hospital and it's not really helping. And so I become suicidal because there was no like way out for me. And, um, I had an experience in the shower one day that I just completely surrendered and said, God, either help me die or help me live, but there's nothing left of me. I I believe that I actually like died that day, like, you know, died before I died. You know, it was like my old self was gone. It went down the drain with that water. 
And it was only a week or two later that um, someone suggested that I learn how to meditate, uh, specifically transcendental meditation. I had never heard of it. I had no idea what it was. Um, but my friend really encouraged me to try this because I also wasn't sleeping. So my mental health had just completely spun out of control. And I did. I signed up to learn. Um, a teacher works with you for four days. That's how the how the course is taught. It's a mantra-based meditation. I had no idea what any of that was because in all of my studies, there was nothing about meditation that I came across really maybe a little bit in Buddhism, but it's not anything I focused on. So I didn't know what to expect. Plus I had no expectations. And the first day that I learned to meditate, um, I went from suicidal to a state of ecstasy in about 15 minutes. And it changed my whole life from that day forward. Um, I was a completely transformed person. And that's where the story like really begins. It's, it's so powerful to hear you tell the story in your own words, like here in our, on the podcast, you know, I've read the book and you share the story in the book, but there's a different energy to hear you share it from your heart with your emotions and your voice and everything. And to go through what you went through at, you know, at such a young age. And also, like you said, that caring for your mother, living to keep her alive, you know, putting your life sort of on hold while you did that. And then what's next and that not knowing what to do now that you're alone is, I'm sure that a lot of people that are listening can, can relate to that. You know, loss is not something that we ever get over, right? We move, no. move through. Yeah. We, and you had that experience, like you said, in your shower, where there was a moment of almost the surrender, the death of that, that self that, that was in that place, which maybe perhaps if, I mean, I love that you believe in the spiritualism and the mysticism and everything opened that door for you to say yes, to try and experience. I, and I believe because I've been asked, well, like, why do you think you had this experience? Because it's not as common. I mean, I think people can slip into higher states of consciousness over time with a practice yep. or something. But for me, it was so sudden. And I believe um, I was gone in a way, like I, the door had opened for something to come in and save me. I mean, I can only describe it as a miracle. And you why know, not? Yeah. I mean, why not? If, if there's a definition yeah. of a miracle, like this is a, this is a good example right here. Cause how else can that be described? I was, I was weeks away from taking my own life. Yeah. It's incredible. And I think that miracle is a beautiful word to describe it. And I think it's also, you know, allowing ourselves to experience miracles and acknowledge it and but not only that, Valerie, you decided then you were going to make a difference for others. So you had this incredible experience that was completely changing. Like you said, your shift, your deep shift. Uh -huh. And you didn't have to, you know, make a decision to help other people. You didn't have to do that. But then tell me, tell us a little bit about what happened after this. 
I do believe that's one of the hallmarks of um, an experience like that. Your desires and your motivation also shifts. So instead of being really concerned just about myself, it became more of a concern for the world. I had a broader perspective. It's just, it's not anything. It just naturally happened. So it naturally happened. And then the world followed, you know, it's like everything opened up to me to, for me to be able to start working with people and writing and, but I had the thought and the desire first and then reality met me where I already was, but it just was fast. So Mm -hmm. it just so happened that my meditation teacher was involved with the David Lynch foundation, which is a big organization that promotes transcendental meditation. And, um, Oprah Winfrey had just learned how to meditate and she also had a wonderful experience. So she decided that she was going to have all of her employees, whoever wanted it in New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago, uh, learn to meditate. She was going to pay for it because again, it's a four day process. So, her Chicago office was the headquarter. That's where the most people were. And my TM teacher uh, said, you know, you're not working because I wasn't working at all. I I couldn't. And she said, "Um, you had an incredible experience. You are not working right now. Like we really would like you to come work with us at Harpo Studios. And we're going to be teaching the whole staff how to meditate. And I was like, why would I do that? Like, I don't know anything about this. I just learned, you know, a week ago or whatever the timeline was. And I said, I I think I'm going to go open, you know, a bar because that's the only thing I knew how to do. I'd always been in the restaurant business, bar and restaurant business. And she looked at me and she goes, you're not, you're not going to open a bar. She knew what had happened to me. I just didn't really fully understand it yet. So through a series of unbelievable synchronicities, um, I ended up taking the job And the first day I walked into work, I had no idea why I was there. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. And they told me to walk into this screening room and just start talking. And when I walked in there, it was Oprah and her um, vice president at the time, Sherry Slaughter, maybe she was president. And they just said, tell your story. And from that point on, I was a speaker. I had never done any public speaking prior to that. So that's kind of like a weird thing to start with yeah yeah <laughs> someone so well known yeah. but you know honestly I had no fear I I looked at her and just felt like love hmm. so it was like something had happened to the fear in me and my ego or I don't know I just she was another person that felt just special to me that I could share my story with and then I ended up working there for two years and talking to people before they would learn to meditate. And then after, because people were having incredible experiences and um, I was there just to support them, lead the meditations. And uh, that was my life. And it was, I was very happy. It's really incredible that you had the wherewithal to show up in a room like that and just be and exist. And that is, I think, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's really the message of your book is like when you allow these deep shifts to happen in your life, like anything is possible. 
Absolutely. And it makes you absolutely present too, you know, and when you're present, you're not really worrying about this or that you're just like living. And I believe that that's happiness. It's, it gives you an edge maybe, and Mm -hmm. an ability to really connect with people because you're so in the moment. Yeah. And I don't know how else to do that except to meditate or have some more silence in your life, get rid of distractions. Like there's a method to that madness. It just all hit me at once. And these gifts just like appeared, but I think we can all cultivate that in our lives. Mm. You just have to make different decisions. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, of course, being present as the key to a lot of this. Tell me a little bit about how your gratitude practices developed as part of, you know, this way that you live. I mean, again, I was so sick. And then next thing I knew, I could just be outside staring at a tree for hours. Cause I was like, I can't believe I get to live on this planet. Like I can't believe that these trees are out here breathing and I can feel them and the birds and all the bugs and all the animals. Like, how can this be? It was beyond grateful. Like I felt like my heart was going to explode. And it was like, I had never seen this world before. Like I didn't know. I had a new set of eyes. I, I kept describing it as though God was looking through my eyes. And so that was wow. very different. I mean, I was like, is that like, are these all brand new colors and sounds? Because I've never seen this before. And all that had changed was uh, my consciousness, which I would would have never even used that word before because I would have never even thought about that. But that's what it was. And so everything was different. And to just sit and be outside or go mm-hmm. for a walk it was like the most exciting thing I could think of doing. What I love about gratitude is that it shows up in these ways and it really sort of layered onto the experience that you had. It it gave you this greater appreciation for the things that we just take for granted and we don't notice them and we don't pause to just be aware that, yeah, the trees are breathing and so are we. It's like a beautiful cycle that we're so interconnected and that, that interconnectedness as well, that ability to connect like you said we're connecting to the spiritual field we're connecting to the unknown and we're creating a life that brings us so much more joy than we are already having in the moment and you have a really great story I'd love for you to share one more story with us if that's okay um about how you ended up living in Iowa yeah so after two stories of working at Harpo Studios and I was I started doing more speaking around the country and um working with other corporations that also wanted to integrate meditation into their company for their employees. It was two solid years of that and and I loved it and I loved all the speaking, but I felt like I wanted to um be on my own and I, at that point I started having um I started having dreams where I was communicating with my mom and other people that had passed away. And it was very clear to me, like they weren't dreams. Like I was awake and they were giving me advice and speaking to me and helping me understand things that maybe before would have been very confusing to me. And one of the dreams 
was my mom. My mom was a writer. Uh, she published three books of poetry, very involved in Chicago in big poetry groups. And that was her life. I was not the writer. And she came to me and she showed me that she was writing. She showed me her typewriter and said, like, I'm continuing my work, but I'm going to continue my work through you. You're going to write a book and I'm going to actually write through you. So you're going to do that. And I was like, I can't write. What do you mean? I don't know how to write a book. And she goes, don't worry, because I'll be writing it. And so that was burning in my mind because it was, you know, it was real. So then I had a dream where I saw this brown cedar house um, out in the country. And I saw the road sign that said 155th. And in my dream, I was told like, this is where you're going to live. And I was like living in the middle of Chicago, like there is no brown cedar house on a farm. Like that's not, I was living in a concrete jungle. So um, randomly I ended up in Fairfield, Iowa. Um, It's a town made of mostly meditators. And I ended up here 4th of July weekend um, in 2013. I knew one person and I came out here for the weekend and thought, I, you know, I'm going to like, just look for like a house out here. I just like to rent. It's it's probably really inexpensive. Um, Maybe I'll just have this so I can come out on the weekends or something. And I found one house for rent. There was no picture. I just knew like kind of that it was out in the country. And when I pulled up to the house, it was the house that I saw in my dreams. And I signed the lease on that moment, came home, quit my job, sold everything I owned and left and came here and wrote my first book. It changed my life too. That was totally like it. My, I mean, everything changed again because I, I listened to my intuition and literally followed my dreams. I'm thinking about our listeners right now who like me are probably a little bit like, whoa, gobsmacked at this incredible, beautiful connection you have with uh, this, with source, with a spirit and everything. And I'm wondering if, you know, I understand you've got this great book that's just out right now and we can definitely, we want to deep dive into the book, but if someone's listening right now and they're like, that's so great for you, Valerie, I'm so happy for you. That's amazing that that's possible for you, but I don't see anywhere in my life where you know, magic and miracles and intuition can show up for me. Like what, what can I do to bring some of this, a little piece of this into my own life? I mean, I'm no different than anyone else. Like not at all. Um, I just had this really incredible experience. So maybe it came on a little faster than it would for someone else, but I think we're all capable of connecting with the universe in that way. And again, I like the idea of bringing more silence into your life and really removing as many distractions as humanly possible, like kind of getting down to basics and being more simple because it allows you to hear and see more. And then you don't have to do that much because you're going to be shown what to do. And it just makes life a lot easier. You know, you don't have to overthink this. This isn't, this isn't an intellectual practice. This is a soul practice, you know? So, um, I think there's a roadmap out there for all of us, but 
we are so busy with our lives mm-hmm. with stuff that probably doesn't really matter. Like you don't need to be on social media three hours a day. You don't need to be watching, you know, two hours of TV at night. Like it would serve you to just even take an hour to just be quiet. I think it would open you up to be able to see more. What caught me most about what you said is this is not an intellectual practice. This is a soul practice. It's the opposite of it's you lean back. You don't lean in. You're carried in a way because you're like, oh, I'm being shown what to do. Like, I don't have to overthink it. It's opposite land. That's why I kept saying that in the book. It's the opposite of how we're raised. It's like, yeah, I almost feel like everything. Well, when I first learned to meditate the first day, I told my teacher, I said, everything, you know, I ever thought I knew was wrong. Like it's the opposite. You're trained in a way to do this, do that, act this way, follow these rules. But like, it's the opposite of that. Like it's do less, achieve more. Yeah. I mean, I hear you and I, I'm, I'm on this journey myself and I'm working to let go of the part of me that always needs to achieve and to have recognition and to be, you know, appreciated and all these things that I grew up completely with these messages. And I, you know, recently wrote a a short poem about, you know, this wanting to just have a simple life to want my life to be simple and that's okay with that. And to then that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. To have this permission that our lives can be simple and that it's okay. And to let go of this desire to constantly achieve and show up and perform and be, be graded, right? I mean, I don't yeah, know. And you might have like, periods of your life that you yeah. do have that, right? And you're like super enthusiastic, but- I think the true magic is in the simplicity. Like that is a fulfilling, magical life. And then all sorts of things come to you. You know, it's like, it's not what people think it is. It's not pushing, pushing all the time. It's, I think that doesn't serve you. So it's back to opposite land of like lean back, let things come to you, be a little bit more clear on what you actually want, be authentic And then I think all the gifts start coming in. I mean, not that everything's perfect, but it's a hell of a lot better than the other way. Yeah, it's that analogy of, you know, if you're in the river of life and you're constantly trying to swim upstream and against the current, that's, you're never going to get anywhere. Whereas if you let go, you surrender to the river, you allow the river to take you and carry you and you have faith that it's taking you to the right spot. And you begin to have faith, not because you're pushing yourself to believe, but because it becomes obvious to you, like, this is what's happening. Because it happens over and over and over again. And that's just who you are then. You have faith that you are being carried. Mm. So beautiful. Valerie, we're so excited for your new book. Uh, The name, again, is... In Deep Shift, Riding the Waves of Change to Find Peace, Fulfillment, and Freedom. Uh, You can find it at all your favorite booksellers online, in person, I'm sure. Um, You know, I'm sure you'll be distributed as well to different um, uh, physical locations as well. Yes. Um, Yeah. Barnes and Noble. um, Well, of course, Amazon, all all the major booksellers. Yeah. Yeah. And 
before we sort of wrap things up, why would one of our listeners want to pick up your book right now? Why is now a good time to dive into this book? Um, I wrote the book because I wanted people to not feel so alone in this process. It can be overwhelming. And I do believe all of us at some point are going to experience a deep shift. It could be on the heels of an illness. It could be on the heels of a death, near-death experiences, those like guaranteed um, deep shift. And I just didn't want people to feel alone. So I tried to capture in this book, like, the pitfalls, maybe some ways of making the ride a little bit smoother and give some advice from stuff that I learned for myself that can help you and not have such a bumpy or traumatic road because it can get a little hairy because you really become a different person. I love that idea of having you along for the ride, like having a companion taking you through this journey, which like you said, can have a lot of difficulties, but it's, it's worth it on the other side. And oh my God, it's yeah. worth it. But yeah. you know, you need a little support because yeah. you're going against the grain and yeah. some people don't like that. You're going to come against some real challenging situations and, um, to have a friend in that I think is helpful. And I look forward to a time when this is no longer against the grain that we, oh, you know, too. that the consciousness shifts on a global level And we remember that we are all made of, you know, the stuff of stars and magic and miracles is something we can all access. And your book is a great way to start opening that door and exploring those things. Uh, Valerie, where is the best place to get in touch with you? Um, My website is ValerieGangas.com and I'm pretty active on Instagram. And again, it's just my name, Valerie Gangas. Super easy to find. The links will all be in the show notes. And before we say goodbye to our audience, is there sort of a thought about gratitude or meditation or stillness that you'd like to leave our listeners with? I like the idea of doing everything easily. Don't push, take it easy, you know, lean back, let it come to you and just keep connecting to your true self, it will lead you on the right path. So that's like really my message. Don't try so hard. Just take it easy with this whole process and it will work out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Valerie. Wonderful to have you on the podcast today and congratulations on your book. Thank you very much. Thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. I appreciate you. If you're not already following us on your favorite app, make sure you click on the check or follow podcast so you'll be alerted every time there's a new podcast episode. If you enjoyed the episode and want to help us grow, here's some easy things that you can do. You can leave a review on your favorite app. You can share this podcast with a friend and send it directly. And you can also share through social media. Feel free to tag me on any posts in your stories and I'll repost. Thank you to Paul Tedeschini for doing the post-production audio for the podcast. And one last thing, I hope you're choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.